The Opening Bell with Jules Valance. And who better to kick it off than the one man I'd want to go to a Fisher concert with, and that is Jules Valance, and he joins me. Hello, buddy. <laughs> hey, Milo. How are you, mate? I'm, Everything good? I'm good. I'm good. I thought it'd be a Fisher to fire me up on a Saturday morning. Why not? No, it's, yeah, and that's exactly right. Why not? Why? That's everything in life. <laughs> Why? And not... I mean everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I do too. I, I do too. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six to join the conversation uh, wherever you may be, right around the country. Fair bit to cover. Uh, two jewels and Ipswich Cup Day. It's. I know a lot of people are saying this is off Broadway, but but Ipswich they get twenty thousand out to the Ipswich Cup. It's a big day. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen, you know, through the passage of time that some good horses come out and really can uh, end up being major players in the spring. It's just sort of that right time of the year to, if you've got a horse that, you know, might be progressing through, that it just might be the right race for it. So um, good competitive fields too. There's sort of a couple of races that have been knocked around with scratchings for whatever reasons, but um, sort of that back end of the card, Milo, I think is pretty solid. So, and also really competitive from a market point of view. Certainly is. Looking at a soft five at the moment, penetrometer 5.55, and we're just half a metre uh, the entire for the rail. Um, not a lot of rain. Um, should be pretty reasonable conditions here at Ipswich. Yeah, I think I think we get... We'll, I think the times will indicate pretty early that we're on a, a good four. So when we get into those sort of conditions, it's, um, you know, you take out the luck in running. Best horse usually wins. They run pretty straight, so... I think we can bet with a bit of confidence at this track today. Uh, are you confident around the country just in general? I, I'm sort of, um, I, I'm not a huge June, July guy, especially from a staking perspective. Um, but um, it's sort of middle of winter is where I try to sort of shut up shop a little bit. But um, today doesn't look too bad. I'm thinking we can actually make some money today. Yeah, we're seeing some good tracks, aren't we? The, the one thing with that, the one caveat with that, Milo, is when we're seeing horses go sh- sort of quickly from being on a wet track, say, for example, I'm talking in Melbourne, being on a wet track, and then all of a sudden they hit this good track. We can see some real form reversals. So horses that um, may obviously really relish a wet track sort of don't get those conditions who have been really hard in the market last two or three starts. So that's the one tricky bit. And the other bit, obviously, with Flemington today is it's a howling northerly wind, you know, up to 50 kilometres an hour, which really does play havoc with some horses. They really can over-race and, and that kind of thing. So I around the country, places like Rose Hill and other places where it's a good track, I, you can, I think, confidence. I'm just confident with Flemington, but don't be surprised if we see some interesting results. There's just a few conditions, few variables that we can't control that uh, can have some major impact on these races today. Before we get stuck in uh, to uh, sort of the, probably the quaddy legs, I suppose, at Ipswich, the wind is something that not sort of the normal punter really considers. I mean, there are particular tracks too uh, for me, Jules. I mean, one in particular is is Murray Bridge uh, that I find that if you draw wide coming out of that chute with a bad wind there, um, you almost may as well not be in the in the race if you're facing the breeze. I mean, there are other tracks, um, especially like in WA, if you can if you can face it or the winds blowing up the backside can have a have a big effect there because that the wind in the straight over there in the west can be literally going one way or the other um, on the straight. It's something that not the normal punter tends to consider. No, and it's not on the form guide either, Milo. So uh, you're looking at it and going, okay, so it's a you know a soft five or it's a good four, and then okay, this is usually how the track plays. It's it's a different variable that you're right, not many do consider, but has major impact. 
a sort of when you talked about Murray Bridge with the shoot, I think that must be very similar to Warfield in the shoot. If you get a northerly wind um, and you decide to lead, it, it's just almost impossible. And and more than that, the jockeys do realise this and ride the race very differently. They'll like sit up and they'll try and find cover. So um, I think these circle races at Flemington today will be really interesting because that headwind's around that sweeping home turn. So especially the 1,420 metre start, you're more or less straight onto that bend. I think we'll see some sort of slowly run races possibly in those Flemington 1,420 metre races because I think a few jockeys just be a bit wary around there. But we'll suck it and see. But, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a variable that I think we need to educate the punters a little bit more on because it is not just cut and dry. It certainly isn't. Let's go up to Ipswich, mate. And we'll start with the Ipswich Cup over the 2150. Now, Numerian uh, is having the backup here. There wasn't a jockey name for a while. And probably after the jockey's been named, we've seen a slight drift in the market for it. Um, we've seen maybe affirming a desert icon. And then there's a horse in the race here um, called Dark Destroyer, which has got a little bit of form in around um, Antino, of course. How are you seeing the market here? Yeah, this is a really interesting one because the two you mentioned at the top, New Marion and Desert Icon, like doing exactly the same thing and rolling in front and controlling the speed. So you're right, New Marion, if you like this horse, the 350-360 available now, I think you're going to get better. So there's no need to bet right now on New Marion. I think you'll get a better price about it. Desert Icon, correct, draws inside of New Marion, so probably gets the rail first, and it's really solid. So 420, 4.40, Good push for that horse, Desert Icon. The other horse you mentioned, Dark Destroyer, yeah, it's pretty solid in the market, you know, $10. I don't think it probably ends up starting single figures at some point. I don't know if it's going to be a huge crush at any stage, but it's definitely uh, solid enough, and I think the $10 probably gets wiped off the board. But um, there's one that I noticed uh, a little bit further down, Milo, called Atoira. Damien Thornton draws one. There's been good support for this horse. So $21, $22 bet, now sort of $13, $14, and that might continue to firm in. So as much as Desert Icon's firm, I think Numerian Drifts, good support for this other one, the 11, uh, Milo, to suggest that um, it's going to continue to firm in. There's a the statistic on Jimmy Orman um, on Chris Waller, um, short price horses in Queensland is something to behold. I think it was like it's like fifty two or fifty eight percent or something. And that's like, an important, yeah. yeah, and it's an important stat, whatever the number is, if it's that high, because we know that the bigger players run off those kinds of numbers. So that's going to keep that horse's price in. So if you know that as soon as these markets open, you know that this is a horse that's probably going to continue to firm in. So it's a good little um edge you have if you if you're running with that kind of stack because you know that the market's not going to really spit out a horse with Ormond and Waller if it's tied in the market at any stage because the numbers are through the roof. Let's have a look at uh the eyeliner. Um and look I've been known to put a bit of eyeliner on just in the past like head on out. Um a bit of Tim Minchin style sort of yep. stuff <laughs> over the third. I don't know why I said that. Uh, over the 1350, I'm in a good mood today. Um, this is a in- really interesting race uh, market-wise. I-, I spoke to um, Annabelle Neesham, um earlier on in the week and, and uh, in regards to Hollyfield. And this horse has firmed um, a little bit in the market. I know there's been some sort of play uh, for Irish songs for Larry Cassidy and Louise White. I know uh, Gravina is probably the one that looks to like looks to have drifted slightly in the market for James Cummings and Ben Thompson. 
Yeah, this is a perfect example of a really open flat market here, Milo. So um, favourite sort of Blazer Trail and Lady of Honour. Uh, and really no real knock on them. I think probably Lady of Honour, there was a bit of support for that horse early doors. So getting it into sort of that $4.60 mark, I mean, I think they bet early doors $11. So this is the one where you see this massive cascade in and you think, okay, this is going to be the biggest go sort of of the day. It seems to, I think, have found the floor now. So I don't think it's going to continue to frown. The damage has been done, as they say, from that wide gate. So I think if you miss the early price Lady of Honour, I wouldn't be too worried and throw the toys out of the cock because I think at some stage you're going to get better than that 460, 480 available. Yep. Um, pretty solid for Blazer Trail and those other ones you mentioned. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Gravina probably continues to drift. Yeah, good support, Holyfield inside draw. So you'd expect they'd be positive from that. I get a feel too from what we're seeing with these markets all through Ipswich. And this is important for the punters to understand to see if there's any trends, is there any noticeable trends that we can see of why horses are being backed. And it seems that inside draws are firming up for whatever reason. So I think that's an important thing. And this is especially Saturday morning. So obviously those guys that can bet now Saturday morning, the bigger guys, they're sort of zeroing in on horses that might be able to be on speed, drawn sort of inside five marble back into the rail. They seem to be trending um, in the right direction. So it gives us a little bit of a guide without the barriers opening at any race that we think maybe on speed inside is going to be okay at Ipswich today. So, again, it doesn't guarantee a success, but it's just a little pointer that we can look for in these kinds of markets. I just want to mention in regards to trends, the one trend I'm seeing is anything that's got any form around Antino whatsoever is being backed. Yeah, and it's the right, it's the right form. So um, we spoke about it on the review on Monday, Milo, that it's, it's good form line. I mean, running really quick times. So when the quick times match up, um, that continues to be all throughout, whether you've run fourth or fifth or sixth, in essence, if the race has gone five or six you know, lengths better than the rest of them, well, then that's probably winning other races. So, um, yep, it's, a, it's the right form line to be following, absolutely. Let's go to the Gay Waterhouse. This is one where, if for the listeners of the show throughout the week on Giddy Up, uh, you would have got a price. Uh, now, early doors, we spoke to... Um, Annabelle Neesham about Lady Laguna that got injured and got scratched and we were talking I think it was around about Wednesday then by Thursday uh, we took the next pick in the market which is Russian Conquest and this has been back we would have got close to around 6.2640 now into 4.60 already Russian Conquest one of my better ones of the day um, Jules and I'm glad I've already beaten the market here but uh, the market continues to come for it a slight firming have snapped as well yeah, so again, what are we seeing with those two horses? One draws three, Russian Conquest, and snaps drawn one. So again, I think I think this is relevant throughout the day, and you're right. I don't think, you know, 460, um, I think, might be wiped off the board too for Russian Conquest. So I think you've done some really good shopping there. I think it continues to firm in. I think Snap probably continues to hold its price, and then I think you're going to find those other horses that were sort of the middle pinners, the sneaky fives, the better get sets, the majestic shot probably in particular, um, you're going to get better prices about those horses because from what I can see right now, Snapped and Russian Conquest are holding their prices. So the market percentage as it comes down has got to spit out some other ones and it looks like it will. There's also a decent move for Billion Dollar Baby, the other Snowden runner. Correct, yes. I mean, they bet 50s about this horse early doors. So again, draws inside five, draws four, um, even $26 yesterday after a couple of scratchings and then sort of wiped into 15 and now sort of holding its price at 16 So it's one of those ones where 
price obviously was wrong to begin with, and then even probably got closer to what they thought might have been right price, it was continuing to firm in. That's the positive. Whether it's touched the floor now, and I think, again, I think the damage has been done. I don't know if it's going to continue to trend in. I think it probably gets spat back out at some stage, but yeah, there's definitely been some good bets wagered here, Milo, on Billion Dollar Baby for sure. We'll have a quick look at the Cooney too. Now, this market hasn't changed much. Uh, West of Africa um, and Plundering came out earlier on in the week. Plundering taking its place at Rose Hill, where it's probably a decent chance there too. Um, Swiss Exiles, probably once those early scratchings, it sort of sat around that 290 mark. But I'm with Fashion Legend, and I thought there may have been a bit of a move here, but maybe that tendency of what you're seeing, maybe the gate's not really favouring it market-wise. Possibly, but the one key factor here is, yes, you're right, it's only a small field here. So I think this is one of those ones where we end up seeing the uh, possibly an outlier in the race, and I go, oh, gate 11, or gate whatever it ends up being. Uh, a wide gate wins a race, but these are completely different race shapes to what we see with big fields and, and why they're backing those. So I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. And I think this horse continues to firm up. Like I think $5 that's bet out there probably gets wiped off the board pretty soon, Milo, I think about fashion legend. I think Swiss Exile, if you like this horse, there's no need to dive into the 280, 290. I think you're going to get better at some stage before these barriers do open. Um, this morning, bit of support for Count to Beans, but again, I think it might probably drift back out. So, um, Mumbai Jewel is probably the one that might continue to firm up from that $8 that what I can see here, and it's gone, you know, the inside marble. But as I said, this is a small field, so I expect probably a bit of an outlier to how this race is run and won. Before we wrap um, Ipswich, uh, and we're going to go right through Flemington, which is pretty handy, but... Um, is this something you want to mention, um, a bit of a play, something that's overs that you might think is going to shorten through throughout the day up there? Uh, Anything look, in to particular? Be honest, to be honest, I think Depot is one that, look, it's drawn more. It looks to be one that I think the market's really wanting to be with in race five. So it's the three with James Orman. Um, the 280, 290, I think, probably continues to firm in. It's the horse that's been sort of well-supported throughout betting. So... Uh, if they wanted to latch onto one at Ipswich that sort of the market's gravitated towards, it would probably be that one, Deep War, mate. Is that, is that that Orbison in the same race? That's the one that they had big raps on early, isn't it? Orbison, uh, yeah. David Van Dyke's. Yeah. yeah, it started its career and thought it could be anything. It's one of those ones where they can think it could be anything and then you've got to see what it actually could do and the numbers that it sort of spits out. But again, there's no real knock on it from a market perspective either. Uh, in this race, but yeah, as I said, sort of from the from the top, I think it's really competitive all throughout. There's no sort of real locks at any stage. I think at Ipswich, so good competitive markets. I think um, you know punters will get some good value for money for sure. Uh, we're going to jump to a break on the opening bell on winners on this Saturday morning. It is nine twenty. You can catch every ball of the Ashes, cricket's greatest rivalry across the SEN network and the SEN app. Kilmore, Toyota and Inglis, Miles Fitz and the Jules Valance. This is the opening bell. We turn our attention to Flemington on the other side of this back in a moment. Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Certainly are. 
Welcome back. Bold enough for good fun. I'm up bold enough to get a little welcome back. Winners on this Saturday morning right around the country. All thanks to Wingless Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer and Kilmore Toyota stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles. Miles Fitzner, Jules Valance with you for the opening bell. We've turned our attention to Ipa Switch and then now we have a look at Flemington. We might work our way through the card here and... Look, we mentioned before about uh, being pretty careful in regards to the wind, didn't we, Jules? Like currently good for at rail out 11 metres the entire. That's probably the interesting factor here. Yeah, absolutely. So we spoke about the circle races. So that's 1,400 metres plus, obviously, around Flemington. It's going to be a headwind into that sweeping home turn. So just be careful of those horses that you think have probably drawn wide and can't get in and and they're not going to have cover. They're going to be posted wide. You're going to be facing that breeze around that sweeping turn, which I think is particularly important at the 14-20 start um, that we're going to see. And then, obviously, it comes across them in the straight races. So they get a little bit of protection from those grandstands because um, it's sort of going to be across them from there. So don't really have a, they usually just bunch up the middle. There's not massive fields up the straight, so not really pushing towards. I thought if this track was going to be wet, um, with the rail out 11, they might go back to the inside uh, and middle gates would be okay, whereas usually we relatively point towards outside gates with the straight. don't think we're going to see that too much today, just not big enough field. So I think they'll bunch up the middle and we'll go from there. Uh, let's start with race number one uh, over the 1,000, BM78. I think there's value to be had here nice and early too. A um, little bit of a push for rattle and bang, with, which I think is a big hope. Um a uh, little bit of money for direct. It's sort of a, a wide-ish sort of market. I, I probably the biggest shortening's Propus. Yeah, looks to be the one. It probably starts clear favourite from what I can see. It's a tight competitive race. There's actually a few horses that have been supported and I think will continue to be supported. But first up here for the WizKid pin um, under the minimum Propice, who's sort of first up here in Australia, ran a big number behind Cy. We see Cy sort of running a, a hotter race later in the day. Um, thousand metres sets up pretty well. Market wants to be with Propice. I think the track drying out is probably a key factor for it. Conversely, Zion, if you like Zion, you're going to get better than the four eighty-five dollars sort of shopped right now. It's, I think it's going to be a hole that continues to drift. It doesn't end there. There's good support for horses like Rainlord, so six dollars probably doesn't last. I think it probably tightens up. There's been even some support for Knight of Delight, bit of support there from sort of twelve thirteen into sort of that nine fifty ten dollars. So Really competitive race. I think the two horses that if you you like, you don't need to back right now. You're going to get better prices. Are the one direct? I think it probably drifts from its quote right now, and the favourite right now, Zion. I think it's going to continue to drift as well. So good support for Propeats. Uh, let's go to race number two on the card, and this is an interesting race. This I'm. When the, when the market opened, uh, I thought Stepati was short enough um, on the open, but they did take it, and there has been support. It's so I ended up in the camp of just taking the overs. I ended up twenty seven on um, on Sun Source and the twenty sevens on You Know Who, and both of those horses are into about twenty three dollars. Yeah, so it's all about Stepati. We know sort of well documented two from two. Um, they've been both. Up, you know, the second one obviously was up the straight, so it's got to go around the, the the circle here at Flemington. But draws a nice gate, goes up in weight, but that's all relative to what it's racing. So there's no real knock there. But I was with you, my I couldn't get it anywhere near the price that it sort of was getting into. Um, sort of got into even money at one stage, and now we're seeing it soften. 
So 220, I think you're going to get better than 220. Fox catcher, we're betting better better than that. So we're happy to take this horse on to a certain degree. Um, a horse like Blazing Harry, who is uh, okay without not busting the clock on debut, is pretty solid in the market. Um, and, and look, there's a couple other horses that are sort of middle pinners that have a bit of support. Sun, uh, what's it called? Sand Jewel, there's a bit of support for that horse. So that's just meaning that they're backing a few of these around the favourite that you're going to get a better price as the market percentage comes down for a horse like Stepati. So if you like it, I don't think there's any need to jump into the 220, 225 now. You're going to get better at some stage in betting. And my mate, Warwick Kiappa, 39, he's uh, he's shifted in a fraction too as well for Nico Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. 19 into 15. So that's always a good push from that kind of camp as well. Gate 11 is going to be sticky for Ben Allen, as we spoke about with that wind. But if he can find a backside somehow and get a card into the race, then that gives him a chance. But that shows that these middle pinners are being supported a little bit uh, which is obviously going to force the favourite at some stage to push out. We might quickly jump to the news before we get to race number three on the card. This is the opening bell. Jules Valance, where Miles fits, and we take a look at the market. If you've got any questions, 0499 736 736. A few hidden off the text already. Banging tune to start the day. Milo, Scotty from Bayswater. Morning, Miles. Good intro music to start the day. Good pick, Ollie, from Kev the Carpenter. Um, Scotty's also chimed in as well about um, race four, number seven. At uh, at Ipswich, I'm not entirely sure what that was, um, Scotty, but I'm better pull this up. What is it? Uh, go Milo. Yeah, no, not quite. I don't know I'm in bets here, Scotty. Don't worry about that. 0499 736 736. We've also got a Signet Boost Power Bank. 18 holes to give away at Mandalay plus a cart because no one goes to play golf to walk. I can assure you that much. Let's jump to the newsroom. We'll be back for more of the opening bell. All thanks to Inglis and Coolmore Toyota right after this. of course. Miles Fitzner, Jules Valance, opening bell. Saturday morning, 9.33, the way we like it. Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles in Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. That will turn our attention to race number three, Jules, at uh, Flemington. This has been an interesting one, uh, in my opinion. Um, Now, Shaya, I had the Buss and Young team uh, on uh, earlier on in the week. I just want to play this while we're talking about this race. This is what the Busset and Young team had to say about Shahaya. He's a get-back horse. They only run 14, so we know we're jumping from barrier 14, no matter what. Um, he'll get back. It's a Flemington straight. And to be fair, they look like there's some pretty slow horses and, and you know, all horses that are transitioning over to herdling careers is uh, a nice way of, to put it, I guess. So... <laughs> Um, on paper, you know, he's three dollar favourite on paper. He probably should win. It's pretty confident there from Trent. Little <laughs> lack of the horses going against him anyway. Yeah, so drive through. slow horses going yeah. around. <laughs> Look, he's he's right in a lot of things, and and I think on paper that he's a hundred percent right, which he says. But races aren't run and won on paper, and. He's just going to have to take the medicine early, which Trent obviously is well aware, and that's how they're going to ride this horse. So he's going to have to go a long way back. Now, um, as this track continues to dry out, that might be just a bit harder to pick up something that skips a few lengths in front of him 
as as long as this Flemington straight is long, it still can be tricky on a on a drying track. I think if the track was a little bit more rain affected, I would have been a little bit more confident with Shea. But yeah, it's it's holding its price at the moment. But again, this is a horse that we're sort of happy to take on just from a map perspective. We clearly think it's the best horse in the race, but that doesn't guarantee your success. So, so on that on that map, Jules, then yep. do we go the other way and a horse like Hopeful then becomes a really good each way proposition? Well, it gets the map advantage, doesn't it? So, and it's it's firmed up. It's a horse that sort of tightened up um, nine fifty, sort of ten dollars bet early this morning, and that's been sort of snapped up. So, that's a positive push for that horse. Um, and there's other horses that have been backed as well, like Labelle again with the Whiz Kid pin under the minimum. Um, it's the one that's really tightening up. So, eight dollars bet early doors. We'll forget about it. And then start this morning, six dollars, and the six dollars has been wiped into four dollars sixty and really solid. So there's good pushes outside of the favourite here. That what I'm talking from a perspective of just pure market perspective. If you like Shahaya, I think you're going to get better than the two dollars ninety, three dollars sort of bet right now. Even though it looks pretty firm across the board there, I think there's enough outside of out in terms of people backing horses to suggest you're going to get a better price. If you're still doing it, um, and we were all about education here, I mean, if you're getting $3 Shahaya and say you like Hopeful at $7.50, you can really stake this race so you can get a return and cover, can't you? You can back two in here. Oh, absolutely you can. Um, you, you just got to try and find the right ones. As I said, then obviously then you're leaving out LaBelle, who's sort yep. of being supported $6 into $4.60. So if you can remove one because you think you that it the, that it's a hole in the market, then absolutely that's the way to do it. Um, and and I would probably speak from an education speaker point of view. If I'm going to back back multiple runners, usually the time I'll back multiple runners is when I've removed the favourite. I think the favourite's too short, and I'm happy to back some middle pinners. And it might end up being three or four of those runners because I think there's value there. But it's a tricky way to play. But um, you've sort of got to remove one of them that are sort of holding their price at whatever for whatever reason you want to do it. You remove that one. And then you're half a chance. Let's talk. This is one of the most interesting races of the day. This, in my opinion. Now, um, uh, I think race number four, this is what, it's my best of the day here in in Cy. Um, I expected a, probably a little bit um, more market support, but we didn't, I don't think we've really got it. This is what Catherine Coleman had to say on Cy during the week. Yeah, look, she's just she's really going well, this filly. Um, it's a big step up in grade on Saturday, but we think she's up to it. Uh, she's, you know, just, just ticking all the right boxes. Um, done, come on well since that run. Work on Tuesday was super. Looks amazing in the coat. Just goes there in really good order. Uh, I know that um, Simon Zara's super keen on Zach DeBoss. I know that the Ellerton team are keen on General Bow. I know that the Clarkin team are keen on I am Bene. And we haven't really seen... I mean, that much money for, for, for any of them. Yeah, it's a, it's a really competitive race and it's a small field. So it's going to be, there's plenty of tactics always in a sprint race up the straight at Flemington. And now it's going to be tenfold. So Cy is going to be back on the inside and at some stage is going to need the brakes. So unless Heffel possibly has to probably take a medicine and go to the complete outside and lose probably three quarters of a length or a length, to give up to get to that outside or does she sit in that position behind the leaders and then hope for a gap at some stage? And I know it's a long straight and you say, well, you're just going to pull out, but it's not going to be that easy when you sort of huddle up the middle. You might have to see it very similar to what um, 
uh, Celine Gordray did sort of with Legio 10 and sort of have to take your medicine and go back to the inside. It, it's going to be really fascinating how this race evolves. And you're right, size socks. So 230, 240, you're going to get better than that. Um, it is definitely on the drift. Uh, I am Ben A's on the drift, so you're going to get a better price about it. The horses that have firmed up, Poland's rock solid, just has not really budged around that $5 for a horse first up, who's not really an 1,100-metre horse. We know that, but money's suggesting that he's going to run really well. Zach DeBoss, as I mentioned, is just a Flemington horse and had no luck last start. It's screaming, ready to go. Um, and even Pioneer River, who we haven't seen much support for it yet. I think it'll come at some stage for Pioneer River, whose best numbers have been up the straight as well. So um, a lot of these horses love the Flemington straight. We talk about horses for courses. So the market will all sort of, there'll be plenty of opinions here. Um, so you're going to get better than the 240, 250 at some stage, Milo. Yeah, I think so too. I think with Zach DeBoss winning this exact race last year, um, that's when, when you start hearing that on the TV and people start talking about it, it be in the paper today, no doubt. That's when... Um, people will start back. They, they love that, don't they? Or they won the same race last year at the same time, you know, same lead up. Then they go, oh well, yeah, I'll, I'll pile in again. So yeah, and and on the and, and just I think it's only got fifty four kilos as well. So it's a pretty good setup for Zach DeBoss, whose big numbers are obviously up the Flemington Straight. And there's no doubt punters love profiles that they've seen before. So yeah, I agree with you. It's a really fascinating race, baseball. Uh, let's go to race number five over the 14.20. This is a benchmark 90. Fascinating this. I found this really difficult, um, uh, this race to assess. I'm pretty much just going to let you chat here. I know that they've come for party for one, um, but there's there's value to be had here, I think, if you want to take on the favourite. Yeah, this is a really interesting one, and I think the punters have to be really careful with this. So three horses have come out, and, and, and punters will look at it and go, oh, 360 into $2.90 party for one. That's a good push. To be honest, those three horses sort of had some um, market percentage in them, in particular Cardigan Queen, and to a lesser extent, she's pretty rich. So it, there hasn't been that much support for party for one, and I think you're going to get better than the 280 290 offered available. I think the question for the punters here is, if you think party for one is going to find a spot with a horse in front of it, so it's going to find a backside and it's not going to face that northerly breeze that we spoke about, especially out of the 14.20, and it's not going to have to go back to last, then it's probably a bet for you. But if you think off the speed map that this horse, is, Blake Shin, has been getting it out in perfect positions, is end up going to be three wide facing the breeze, then $293 becomes extremely tight for that, the way this wind's going to be. So that's how it sets up, I think, for the punter. And the 280, 290, I think you're going to get better than that. Um, where, where are they really supported? Look, it's one of those races where um, there hasn't been a lot, but except for one horse, and it's kind gesture down the bottom again, whiz kid pin under the minimum, uh, bet $21. So we know that there's some deductions here. But let's talk about just this morning, $9.50, $8.50, and now $6.50. Really good push for Kind Gesture, who draws a really kind gate, expected to have maybe map advantage over the favourite. That's where they're pushing at the moment, especially the major players that move these markets. We're, we're seeing a pattern. For, they're, they're backing Pin, aren't they? They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're really following him. Yeah. Um, so day one, 
uh, he came and he, I think he rode four or five winners and he didn't get a winner at all. And people were like, oh, is he any good? But every one of those horses was really well supported, except I think for one. And those horses didn't have much form lines. There was horses that were first up that were, you know, in races that they weren't suited. They were 100 to one, yet they started 30 to one. You know, there was already the jung- jungle uh, drums were beating that this horse was going to continually be supported. And then he obviously came out, rode a double and then another double and he's flying. And the market is going to continue to gravitate towards him. Whether it's a three-kilo claim or a two-kilo claim, the kid can ride. And any claim you're getting with a kid that can ride like that with so much aggression uh, and so much strength is going to be a major player. And we lo- and we know the big guys just love that kind of stuff. Jules, I've run a little bit long here. We've got a couple of breaks to get. And only about eight minutes left for you and I to do four more races. So we'll jump to a break. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles and Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. On the other side of this, the quaddy legs at Flemington will try and punch them out for you. This is the opening bell. Miles Fitzner, Jules Valance, back in a moment. Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at Inglis. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Now to get you up and about. This is uh, your and my era, Jules. The boys out there didn't even know who Pedow was. Unbelievable. Welcome back to Winners. Uh, Miles Fitzner, Jules Valance with you. We're going through Flemington, thanks to Kilmore Toyota and Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. A few texts we'll get to in a moment. Uh, race number six, Jules, in the market here. Interesting with the scratching of King Magnus. Uh, it sort of sent this market into disarray. Yeah, just everything sort of crunches down, so we just got to be careful and sort of go from this morning. <clears throat> Looks like the Hayes Cam might control this race <clears throat> from a market perspective. Monarch of Egypt is solid, no knock there. No knock Crosshaven is just crying for a dry track. I know a lot of people have him as a non-winner, but I just think if he gets a dry track, he's as good as any of them in this race. Um, the other, obviously, the whiz kid, his horse, Sir Davey, uh, solid as a rock, and everything else is going to drift. So Frankie Pino. Uh, not an option, I think. Riddle me that. Those kinds of horses, you like them, you're going to get a better price. Yeah, I took the two. I took Sir Davy and Pino around about the eights. So I'll have some deductions there. Race seven we go to. Um, Jimmy, the Bears firmed a little bit here, but all about Braden Starr at the top. Yeah, sort of two, sort of got into sort of 230, 240. Sort of hovering around that 250 mark. You might get a little bit bigger than that at some stage through betting because Frank Kemper has sort of continued to firm up this morning. 550 knocked off the board, sort of into $4.80. You're right about Jimmy the Bear. I think Jimmy the Bear's probably got to the floor now with $4.80. I think it probably kicks back out at some stage. So if you've missed that, don't be too worried. I think you're going to get that, you know, sort of that original price. If you like Green Fly, you'll get double figures about it. It's going to continue to drift. Uh, unusual culture looks to be a hole in the market as well. It looks like it might drift as well from that $8. So there's a few horses there if you like. Just wait. You're going to get better prices. Um, we'll quickly do race. Yeah, we'll do race eight and nine, and then we'll come back on the other side and do some best bets and have a look. Race eight, interesting one. Euphoric, it's sort of been up and down a little bit. The firming's been for Arzino though. Yeah, Wiz Kid again. Um, look, they were sort of equals Wednesday, Thursday, and even Friday. Now it's cleared out Arzino, so he's going to run clear cut favourite in race eight. Euphoric, I think, is going to continue to drift. Two horses that have been backed, Milo, that I find really interesting here. And they're going to lead this race. There might not be much tempo. That's the 12 Bitcoin 
and the 16 so sleek. I think this might be they might be able to control the tempo and might be hard to run down those two horses. Good money for both of them at bigger prices. The way they're back in Wiramoo, he's going to ride the card here today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like he's got to lose some. Um, we'll go to race nine over the 1100. This is, I like this one. This is Kin here with the scratching Allegio 10. Um, I've even been more confident. Um, and the market seemed to, to, to show that too. Yeah, sets up pretty well. Sort of got a good figure um, up the straight one day as well, Kin. So it's it's a nice horse and really solid in the market. Three ninety four dollars. It's about to get wiped off here, so um, it's going to continue to tighten up. Who dares has been really well supported. Guess who? Whiz Kid um, again. So I don't think that's going to get spat out. And then you think about all these other horses. Cotel seven dollars, eight dollars. It's going to get closer to double figures if you like that horse. Um, so, yeah, Kin really solid. It will continue to tighten right up, especially in the next 15 minutes, I reckon, Milo. Yeah, uh, Jim from Mafra had texted in about race number nine too. He said, yeah, the market had gone haywire with the scratching Allegio 10 and obviously some deductions in there as well. What we will do, we'll jump to a break. We've got about four minutes on the other side for best bets um, right throughout the day. This is the opening bell on winners, all thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles, and Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer, will be back right after this. Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Bell, Saturday morning, Miles Fitzner, Jules Valance with you. Kilmore Toyota, Inglis. We now turn our attention. Best bets, my friend. Do you, have you got any at Ipswich or do you just want to concentrate on Flemington? We'll just stick to Flemington, yeah, my friend. Good idea. That's okay. Good idea. Um, I'm going to be backing Propice in the first, race one, number nine. I think it sets up really well over a thousand metres. And race seven, number 12, Braden Star. Um, I think we might get a little bit of a better price than that, 240, 250. So that's fine. Just Blake Shin's going to need some luck from gate two. It feels like him and Jimmy the Bear might go for the same run at the same time. So he's going to need some luck. But if he gets it, I think he's the best horse in the race on a dry track. And there's a couple I'm taking on to Milo, a couple I'm happy to lay. Uh, and they're going to be popular. Shahia in race three, just can't get it that short from the map. And race five, party for one. So come knocking on our door if you like those two. Oh, I like it. Hey, this is what um, Trent Busson had to say on Braden Star just quickly, since it's your best bet. Again, he's a favourite. He looks a logical winner. It's whether or not he's looking for a bit further. That's a question mark on him. I don't. If he uh, if he can get away with staying at the sixteen hundred metres, he probably looks a winner. But second and third horses behind him are nice horses, so it's never easy. But you know, hopefully he, he can continue on his winning way. Uh, that's what Trent had had to say on Braden Starr. What I'm doing, Jules, I'm going to take on Stepati, and I've taken the, the 27s or whatever for Sun Source and You Know Who um, uh, in race number two. Uh, I'm not keen. In, like, look, Shahir and Hopeful, maybe a two-play. Of course, I'm backing Cy. Um, and then I'm going to leave the good and proper race. Um, I've got the earlies on... Sir Davey, and then I'm just going to have a bit of a crack at Kin, I think, later in the day. That'll be a best bet for me later in the day. Mate, I've enjoyed that Beautiful. this morning. That was fun. I've got JJ. We'll do it again next week. Yeah, what we, do you reckon? Yeah, we do. Oh, well, I reckon, we're, yeah, if, if I'm allowed back. 
Okay. I'll talk to whoever else is on next week then. And we've got JJ on a little bit later to have a look at Murray Bridge. How's the great man? Yeah, see how he's going, mate. He'll be complaining about something. It's either too wet, too dry, and too many clouds in the sky or not enough. So just see what you get. Just see what you get this morning, pal. <laughs> what, what, what JJ do we get this morning? Good luck. That's what I, I could say. I enjoyed uh, your work there too with Foxcatcher, too with your previews that you're recording on the Wednesday and putting up on Twitter, mate. I'm loving those and, and seeing them up there, especially when you're talking about um, what you're going to do nice and early in the market. So make sure you go and check it out. If you are there right around the country, go give Jules and, uh, and JJ a bit of support. Hey, mate, appreciate your time this morning as always, and we'll chat again next week. Go well, mate. Jules Valance there from Foxcatcher, of course. This That was the opening bell, all thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles in Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Coming up on the other side of this, Mick Gannon for Rose Hill, Shane Curlio Ipswich, Benny Said Flemington, James Jordan Murray Bridge and Terry Layton for Belmont. You want the biggest names, the best tipsters, they are in one place. They are at one station. We are one with everything. That's what the Dalai Lama said once, didn't he? Be one with everything. It's 9.50... Uh, 9.59, should I say. Stay with us and send us a text. 0499 736 736.